When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. He's just fitting. Very fitting that the, uh, the, the even the sound bar is freezing up and having a hard time operating here. I don't know what the hell is happening in uh, Vikingsville today, uh, but this is I think this is unprecedented. I can think of maybe only maybe have we ever gone live at halftime? I don't think so. Not at halftime. We've gone live. We went, we went live right during the Cowboys game. I think in the fourth. Um, and then maybe a couple times, maybe like one or two other times, but outside of that, no, we've not, this is unprecedented for us. Is, so, and, and Judd goes live on TikTok at halftime usually, but right. this is, uh, this is the actual, I mean, we're literally starting vent line right now at halftime of a 33 to nothing, absolute embarrassment and ass kicking by one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Judd will join us. So, so he, he, he covers these games in the press box and, um, there's an NFL rule that says you can't go live on any platform from an NFL game during the game window. So he's actually leaving the game right now, heading over to the Score North studios. He will join us at some point. We will turn the show over to you guys. Vikings Ventline is the most fan-friendly, interactive, and therapeutic show in all of Minnesota sports. You can find us exclusively on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Please click subscribe and the like button. That's really the only thing that it costs you for this therapy session. We can spread the word about this Vikings community. The show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. I'm Phil Mackey. That's our executive producer, Declan Goff. You can, uh, If you want to get on the show, you can send us a request, vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll try to get to as many as you of you guys as possible here during the second half, and we will uh, also pop your comments on the screen from uh, the YouTube comment section. But, I mean, this is just, I mean, this is another T-shirt and hat game, right? It's a home game. You're going to bounce back after an embarrassing blip against the Lions, a bunch of come-to-Jesus meetings. You know what, you know what I think I found here? Not only did the come-to-Jesus defensive meetings not work because the Vikings have been completely unable to stop, although they have held the Colts to four field goals, Ben, but don't break, I guess. Uh, did they just, like, forget to talk offense all week, too? Like, what is happening? I've gone from, boy, Kevin O'Connell is a, uh, a a generationally great hire for the Vikings. I'm not, like, out on him, but, dude, guy, what are you guys doing? Back-to-back games, and this is this is one of the most embarrassing halves of football I have ever seen watching Vikings football. I was born in 1985. 41 donut in the NFC Championship game was embarrassing, maybe because the magnitude of the game and the stage and just the stakes right. 
with the Super Bowl on the horizon, um, you're still going to get multiple cracks at winning your division here. But this is considering the opponent, considering just everything that you've built so far with a 10-win season, a home game here, this is one of the most embarrassing halves of football I can ever remember watching, Declan. What are they doing? Yeah, that, that was bad. And the most amazing part is 33 points and just one offensive touchdown for the Colts. Just one offensive touchdown for the Colts. You had a special teams blunder. You had a scoop and score. You had you had a pick six. Every All facets are, are, are awful here. Um, and this is where a head coach is the CEO of this team, and he's the one making these hires. And I know, look, Ed Donatel is awful. Matt Daniels, who we've honestly also praised a lot this season, not having a great day. All three facets of your football team are terrible right now, and that falls on your head coach. That's just like, hey, fire. I know a lot of fans are saying it right now in the YouTube comments. Just fire Ed Donatel. He's got to go, and I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But that's that's not going to just all of a sudden, oh, we fired Ed Donatel, and now business as usual. We're back to playing Vikings football. It, it unfortunately is not just going to work like that. He's got to go, but it doesn't work like that. I think it's tough because, like, today the defense has been – has been bad, but the defense has also been dealt a number of really short fields. I mean, twice in the first quarter, right? The Vikings went for it from their own 32-yard line, 31-yard line, whiffed, and then they try a fake punt on the next possession from like virtually the same spot on the field, and they bungle that. And so here you go, Ed. You know, I know your job's on the line, and you're on the row. I'm not trying to defend the guy here, but, you know, like you said, the 33 points are a reflection of not just bad defense, but terrible field position that you are gifting the Colts because of your own incompetence on offense and on special teams. And then the pick six, which I know, I know a lot of people are going to blame Kirk cousins for that because it was just an atrocious pick six at a terrible time. What was Jalen Rager doing on that play? He's sitting right in the soft spot of the zone. I guess he saw a defender flash and decided I'm going to move to my right as Kirk is releasing the ball. So just, I put that one more on Jalen Rager than Kirk cousins. If you sort of watch that replay, Again, so I guess what I'm saying is it's hard at this point to say, well, okay, Do- we're going to fire Donatel. Because if you're Ed, you can say, okay, I get the defense wasn't exactly, uh, you know, a stalwart today, but what about the special teams blunders, the offensive blunders that put my guys in a terrible position? So it- it's just like every possible phase of the game has been embarrassing for the Vikings today. And I don't really know how you collect yourselves and push forward with any credibility. Um, after what's happening today. So they're lucky that they that they won all those games early in the season because, again, yeah. all they have to do is win one more game at any point in the next month, and they win their division. Like, so. What's even going to happen tomorrow if the Lions do indeed lose? I know Zach Wilson's going to have to start for the Jets, and, and you back in your way to a division title. But, like, is there any is there any pomp and circumstance? Is there any type of, like, oh, self-validation that, all right, sweet, we got the division. We have a guaranteed home playoff game on wild card weekend. Like, I would still feel like crap if I was a player or coach of this team. Like, I know yeah. it would it'd be amazing. I know it's it would be a weird feeling. I mean, I guess you would kind of celebrate because ultimately it's like it's a full season accomplishment to win a division any way you can. The other thing here, too, is, I mean, assuming that they don't, you know, have this historical comeback, 33 point comeback in the second half. Based on the conference record tiebreaker, the Vikings with a loss will move into the third seed in the NFC. The Niners, who are tied record-wise, have a better conference record. They will move into the in the into the two seed. So, um, well, let's do it here. This yeah. is unprecedented. It's halftime Vikings vent line, not just like 
a 12-minute version. No, this is the full show that we have started at halftime. Judd will join us as he makes his way from U.S. Bank Stadium to the Scornos Studios. So if we've got some people ready to rock and roll here, we'll turn uh, turn the therapy session over. Who's first up on Vikings Ventline? I don't think there's anyone more perfect to start things off. Chancey and Fargo. Yes, dude. Oh, my God. You are the... You're the person we need right now, Chansey. Please, go ahead. You know, I haven't called in much this year because, well, one, we've been winning. But I got some, I got high cholesterol. I suffer a little bit of anxiety, and I've just been trying to take it easy. But this one's putting me over the top, guys. I think I might have the big one here in my garage. You know what? You got to give it to the Vikings. Nobody gets their ass kicked like the Minnesota Vikings. When they want to lose... They really lose. 41 donut. That 2017 NFC title game, this Cowboys game, this Colts game. Nobody kicks their fans in the nuts as hard as the Vikings. <laughs> Nobody. It, I am so sick of it for the good fan base we have that travel and follow this team to put out these kind of efforts. It's just embarrassing. You know, for these, if it, for the NFL Network, if I was so glad today I don't have NFL Network. But it was pretty damn tough trying to listen to PA put lipstick on this pig. How embarrassing. You, you want to hear painful. Go listen to that first half, listen to him and Versus try to make this sound not absolutely atrocious. I'm, I can't take these. It, it's, they have to be the easiest team. If you're the seventh seed coming in, who is scared to come to U.S. Bank this year to play this bunch of losers after you watch what the Cowboys did and the Colts who are a middling losing team come in here with nothing to play for and kick nine different kinds of dog crap out of them. And I, it's, it's all up and down the team. We got make kicks. We got cooks over the hill. Kendricks is like in a wheelchair rolling around after tight ends. What a bunch of losers. It's just sickening. And I can't deal with these guys. And then you got the KLC who everybody's so proud of. So such a culture change goes all out desperate fourth and one can't get it try same play at your own 30 you don't trust your running game in o-line so then you do the stupid fake punt that was the most desperate if that was mike zimmer right now people would be calling for being fired on those decisions let's be honest just because he's turned it into a 10 win lucky season doesn't mean those were ridiculously stupid decisions awful we can't cover anybody I would rather get beat with 80-yard touchdown passes than this dink and dunk wide open 20 yards wide over the middle. Who? Let's lose big. Exciting then. Fine. Let them throw it over the top. I can't. It's really hard, guys. And like I said, you know, if I would have just chose, I should have chose to smoke when I was younger, do crack cocaine, because it would have been better for the health than watching this bunch of bums all the time and caring about them. I'm so sick and damn tired of them. Chancy, amazing dude, amazing. Thank you for coming on Vikings Vent Line. One of the OG callers expressing wow. what I think everyone is feeling today. God, we needed that. We needed. We I'm so glad Chancy and Fargo made his return to Vikings Vent Line today. And that fake punt, I'm all for a little trickeration, creativity here. And so at that point, that was such a weird, desperate, almost cowardly decision. Because okay, you've decided in your head you're going to go for it. You're down by three touchdowns. The game is about to get out of hand. You don't trust your defense. You can punt the ball down there and pin them, but you don't trust your defense to stop 
even this fossilized version of Matt Ryan, right? And so instead of saying, so you're thinking about, well, we tried to run it on the last one, and we have a backup center, and Dalvin's not the same guy as he was. So I guess we don't trust, we can't run it here. And for whatever reason, they don't trust Kirk Cousins to do quarterback sneaks, really, because, uh, you know, he's just, I guess he's just not that good at them. Or So they decide, well, rather than having maybe Kirk Cousins throw a pass, you know, $35 million quarterback throw a pass, we're going to have Ryan Wright throw a pass to what a fifth round rookie draft pick. One option on that play. Just the, just take a step back in the moment, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Rank your options in that situation. I get that he's thinking, God, if, if we line up for it and go for it again, boy, that's really going to be a problem. We're going to get booed. It's going to be bad. Like, dude, you're going to have a punter throw a pass to a fifth, sixth round draft pick rookie. Covered, by the way. So it wasn't even like well schemed because he was covered. So I agree with Chancey on that front. Just one of those like as, as soon as he as soon as he pulled the ball back to throw, I was like, no, this is this is only going to add to the problems. And thank God for Ed Donatel's bend but don't break defense because I think they held the Colts to a field goal on that drive. Yeah. Excellent job. Even the fullback sweep play. Two plays before the failed fourth down conversion where they run Dalvin, he gets absolutely stuffed. His that was wasn't that CJ Ham? Yeah, it was CJ Ham. Was a fullback jet sweep. Like I, I, I'm all for jet sweeps, and because actually they are being utilized more. Nate Burleson was talking about that on the broadcast. But you're going to do a jet sweep to CJ Ham? Just at that point, do a fullback dive up the middle, and, and I guess road great your way. Uh, but we have enough. And I think I said this last week um, after the Lions lost, the hottest take for the, that KOC, it was on KOC, that he still has no idea what to do on short-to-go situations. He's like hunting for this insanely cute, incredible play when it, it's pretty simple on what to do on the short-to-go situations. And he gets way too ahead of himself. He's trying to play calculus with himself, and it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been a flaw. I got one other thing too, because again, is I'm curious to see what Judd's pie chart of blame. It's his oh turn God. to cook the pie for tomorrow. Um, I don't know that Ed Donatel would be the number one thing in today's game because there's been so many offensive meltdowns, special teams meltdowns. The defense has been bad as usual, giving up 200 yards in the first half. Um, but it's it it feels like it's hard to pile it all on the defense because of all the things that have gone on. That being said, I don't know if you guys follow the uh, Brett Coleman film breakdown YouTube channel once or twice a week. This guy just does amazing dissections, deep dive, like calculus level film reviews about players, teams, good, bad. And he posted an 18 minute absolute takedown of the Vikings. He's like drinking a cocktail mm-hmm. and, and watching 18 with his Christmas lights in the background. He's a smart guy, but he kind of plays himself off. Like if an idiot like me can right. sit here on YouTube and completely dissect your buffoon scheme and your idiot lack of communication. If you've got these guys, just like just YouTubers that are dropping 20-minute videos, taking your defense apart piece by piece, as a 30-year coach at Donatel in the NFL, what are you doing? And Kevin O'Connell, why have you let it get to this point where Matt Ryan looks like he hopped in a time machine and is slinging darts all over the field like the 2016 MVP version of himself? And so I don't want I don't want to get lost in like just talking about defense here because there's been so many other things that have gone haywire, namely the fact too that your offense at home has no points and you've played, you know, now they're into the third quarter of this game. You can't score at home. You had seven points at the two minute mark of the third quarter last week against the worst defense in the NFL. 
until the Vikings took over that mantle after playing the Lions. So, um, but when when YouTubers can sit there and put 20 minutes of what the hell are you doing checkmate film out into the universe, I think it's time for you to update your LinkedIn profile, Ed, starting tomorrow. Um, let's keep it rolling here on Vikings Vent Line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Please click subscribe and the like button as we go through this therapy session. We got, a, we got Kyle in his Jim Harbaugh jersey. His Jim Harbaugh Colts jersey. You know who never would have let this BS happen today? Jim Harbaugh. I just want to throw that out there. Who is that guy on uh, Feedback Friday, the, the emailer with the very eloquent Jim Harbaugh email? That's that's me. I'm picking up where he left off here. Yeah, I think he might have been right. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? Okay, uh, so a couple couple points here. Uh, it's very fitting that, that our Mr. Mankato, Nate Burleson, is on the game. This definitely belongs on Nickelodeon. Definitely, definitely should be on Nickelodeon game. Um, is this the, is this season the Saints the Saints playoff win where Kyle Rudolph scored the, the walk-off touchdown that basically made us bring back this core, that coaching staff? Like, I don't understand why we keep bringing back this core of players. Like, I don't understand how they're going to get better. Kendrick, Steelen, Smith, Cook, they're old, they're slow. I don't understand, like, what, what where the future is with this core. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, no, thanks for coming on. And your, your Jim Harbaugh love has me wondering what, what would have happened in December here if, if he was the head coach. I'm still in on Kevin O'Connell, but, dude, like, this is ridiculous. Um. I, I said on Twitter during the game decks, I think if there was a new Vikings logo, it would be Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks just chasing linebacker, chasing tight ends and running backs in coverage. Some of it's the scheme, but some of it's those guys are just running with cement tied to their ankles. So, um, yeah, I mean, like Harrison Smith had a nice play right off the bat on that first drive. I think it was the first drive. And uh, he knifed in to blow up a run play to sort of prevent the Colts from going in for a touchdown on that drive. But, yeah, there's definitely going to be a reckoning with some of this. Uh, this defensive roster here come February and come March with contracts and age and scheme and everything. I mean, it's kind kind of a back to the drawing board situation as far as I'm concerned once the season's over. Well, and yeah, when you have the plotting linebackers like Jordan Hicks and I like Eric Kendricks, but he's up there in age. And then you compound it with a rookie draft class and even last year's draft class that is making next to no immediate impact. I mean, this is what you get. Jordan Hicks has to play 95% of snaps. Um, You have no rookies that are making impacts because of injuries or just ineffectiveness. So uh, yeah, was there always some flukiness to this 10-3 and Vikings season in the moment? For sure there is. Uh, but also when you compound those issues, it, it's I understand why Jordan Hicks has to play because there's no one else literally behind him or even pushing him for his job. And then you, you get you get moments like this where Jordan Hicks and that defense gets absolutely exposed. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it rolling here. Keep this therapy session going here. Vikings Trevor, front line. What's up, man? Uh, all right. Two things. I mean, I agree with you, Declan, that Jordan Hicks has been playing more snaps, but Brian Osamoa has been stepping in and trying to mm-hmm. get some reps. But the biggest thing is Shannon Sullivan picks up the fumble when the ref blew that whistle dead when we were up down 23 nothing. That get, that should have been a touchdown because, A, I don't know if he, he was not stopped. He was still moving Michael, Michael Pittman. Yeah. So I uh, – there was some question marks, and the the some of these calls. I mean, I, Ed should be fired, but that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother day. Um, but I think KOC has some question marks on third down. But Kirk Cousins hasn't really shown today that he can step up and throw the ball. Yeah, thank you for coming on Vikings yep. event line here. I actually want to I want to go back to one of the cuz I don't want to blame officiating for this by any means. This is just a straight up 
yeah. generational ass-kicking at home. This is going to wind up probably being worse than the Cowboys game. I mean, we're not even halfway through the third quarter yet, so we'll see if the Vikings have some fight in them. But that was a brutal call on the Chandon Sullivan. And it just it just sort of added to the fury as a Vikings fan of watching the first half. I think I think you can compartmentalize and say that the reason why they're getting their asses kicked is not because of officiating. But my God, like when you're still trying to cling to hope that there is a game here and that you just you just need like a big momentum changing play. It's the second week in a row where an official in a key spot has blown the whistle early. If you aren't 100% sure, Justin Jefferson stepping out of bounds. He didn't last week. Oh, the the runner was down by contact. Oh, wait a minute. No, he wasn't down by contact. We meant to say that the forward progress was stopped. He was still fighting. It was, it was a yeah. one-on-one hand fight for yards. Stop blowing plays dead when you aren't 100% sure. That's why we have challenges. And so, again, is it, is it the reason they're getting smoked? No, but it was like they're on life support. They're trying to rip the, you know, the oxygen mask off. And the official says, ah, actually, well, let's, just, let's just put that back on there. And then the Colts wind up. I think the Colts wind up. Um, actually, I can't remember what the hell happened after that. But, like, stop blowing plays dead when you're not 100% sure. Just calm down. Yeah. We've never been a podcast or shows. And in all things that we covered, wild. Vikings, Wolves, Twins, that we get too upset about officiating. And I'm, I'm not a sports fan that likes to just say the officiating is, is costing you and they're working against you all the time. But that is just atrociously bad. Like that is a horribly missed play by the referees. And that, that thing stinks, man. I get it. And then it only gives them more ammo to the fans thinking that refs are always hosing them. But yeah, that's bad. Like that is atrociously bad. Yeah. And again, it's it's not the reason. We're not blaming officials. This is, you know, the problems run way, way, way deeper than that. But it was just another thing to be pissed about in the first half here. Uh, Vikings vent line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to uh, Keenan next. Keenan, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Um, I'm not even sure like how to start this, to be honest with you. It is, this is probably one of the worst games I've ever watched um, in my entire life. Um, the play calling, especially on offense, was horrific today. The I like the end around call, but not to CJ Ham. I can't even believe that that was even a play call that they even have in there. Um, they also, the, the first fourth and one that we ran up the middle, why are we running up the middle on that? And also why are we snapping the ball with four seconds left in the play clock? Like that should be like a timeout, consider what we should do there kind of situation, not just fly by the seat of our pants and hurry up. Um, so that was a big issue. And then just Ed Ingram, I don't, I don't even know what to say about him anymore. It is just atrocious. He's such a train wreck. How many times has he stepped on Kirk's foot to just immediately end a play this season? Is it three? I think three. At least yeah. three. Twice yeah. in one game and then and then again. By the way, Alex Boone on our trenches episodes every week points out how often he overextends. Like he just his instinct is to like jam his left leg out back. And number one, you can trip your quarterback doing that way, but it also it's a it's a good way to uh to get yourself out of position to get smoked by a defensive lineman too. So it's like it's a thing that Boone's been pointing out for Three months exactly. now. And they also need to figure out something to help Justin Jefferson. He has been open. At, there was at least three or four plays that they threw, like, in short, that he was wide open. At least, like, way past the marker, wide open. No one was even near him. They need to find someone else because Rager's not doing it because don't even get me started on the pick six with Rager. Rager doesn't even know what he's doing out there. He doesn't. And then Thielen is just non-existent. He, like, shows up for, like, one play a game, and then other than that, he's non-existent. And when he does... He runs backwards for like six yards to get going, just like Judd talks about all the time. 
they they have to draft a wide receiver, and then the whole defense is going to look way different next year. There, there ain't going to be like almost no one that's on this roster is going to be here. It's yeah, going to be a mess. And there's a lot of there's a lot of contracts that you can get out from like Kendricks and if I mean, Harrison's a little tougher, but there, you can definitely get out from the two inside linebackers. Keenan, great stuff, dude. Thanks for coming on here. This Vikings vent line therapy session. All we right. got you guys got covered, our, man. We got our sports dad. Sports dad has made his way from U.S. Bank Stadium. We Ooh. got him. We got oh, him. Dude, oh this God. is you, you've been as a beat writer, as a radio host, now as a world renowned YouTuber and podcaster. Have you ever left a Vikings game at halftime? And you're doing it now because you legally cannot do the show. You can't do a live show from the stadium. So you, right. That's part of the reason. I I don't think I have. I think this is, uh, I think this is the worst performance I've ever seen by a Vikings team that I thought was good. You know, like, I mean, there've been some terrible teams. And so I guess the expectation is low, but this is the most embarrassing, terrible performance that I've seen by a team that, uh, Two weeks ago, I thought was damn good, and I didn't understand how Detroit was was uh, favored against them. And I, I mean, this is just a gong show. This thing from start to I'm at first, I thought, okay, it's the Broncos game, right? Two thousand was that nineteen with Kirk, and the Colts will take a twenty point lead, and the Vikings will then have to come back. Uh, but as this thing has progressed, it is embarrassing. It is a debacle. Every side of the football is unprepared. I mean, the special teams is, you know, starts the game terribly yeah. with a big kickoff return when the coach who admits that he does the coin toss by field decides that he's going to put his defense on the field first, despite the fact that we all probably would have said, hey, Kevin, you know, you probably don't want to do that in this case. But then they give up a 49-yard kickoff return. And from there, blocked punt. I mean, now they scored a touchdown because it's going to be the KJ Osborne show. But yeah, KJ Osborne's sixty-three yard reception setting him up. I think they just oh, scored wow. a touchdown. I I turned the they game did. off. They did. It's yep, thirty-three-six now. They yep. scored a touchdown. Yep. They, they ain't getting no flag today. There there ain't going to be no flag today. Um, but you know, special teams terrible. Defense continues to just get gashed. Um, Kirk is, you know, Kirk is under constant pressure. Uh, the offense has looked bad. The play calling was not great when it still mattered. It doesn't now. Uh, this is just overall probably one of the most disappointed I've ever been because there have been some coaching staffs where I'm like, okay, this game's an embarrassment and it's disappointing, but I'm not really shocked by the coaching staff. This one is just brutal. And you got to think, I mean, I'm sorry. And it's not all his fault today, but you know, defensively, like if these are the tweaks, if this is what you're doing, you got to try something different. I know the players aren't great, but I'm not willing to accept that you just like status quo right now on Sunday doesn't work for me. you got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And we kind of one of the things we talked about is it's it would be so much more clean cut if it was just the Colts. The Colts put up 33 points on the defense and now you just make a you just make a clean clean move um but there's been so many other things that have also train wrecked this game that if you're ed you can say i mean how many short fields did you give my defense you kept going for it from your own 30 yard line but at the end of the day i don't know how you can move forward with yeah. this with this same collection like you you ha- almost have to make a move just to show the team like hey we're, we're doing something yes um and the and even though they now officially these last two weeks have been exposed as frauds if you will mm-hmm. they don't have to give the 10 wins back 
they are still just one win or one Lions loss away from winning a division and getting a home playoff game. So now the only the only thing that matters now is can you come up with something in the next few weeks that gives yourself a chance to do a little damage in the playoffs? Can you get organized to some degree over your last three regular seasons uh, season games and and push forward as kind of an underdog in the playoffs? Like because even though you're going to play a home playoff game. I think, I think, I'm not, I, I guess I wouldn't bet my entire uh, life savings on It'd be the hard not to not losing out in the Lions winning yeah, the last exactly. four. But. You, you would have to work, <laughs> even by today's standards, I think that you would have some work to do to actually get yourself bounced from a home playoff game. Yeah. So, um, all right, before we get back to uh, all of you guys, Vikings fans, Judd, I have a feeling I know what you're going to be drinking on oh, this God. Saturday night. Uh, let me just say this right now. There is not enough surly furious logic bombs and before I die in my fridge to quench a thirst of having to watch a first half. I feel bad for my friends that are stuck there in that stadium having to watch four quarters of this crap. I left after two and I am parched. The good thing is when, when sports dad is parched, he knows exactly how to handle that. And that is with any number of the fine products from surly brewing. You know, the last two weeks, the Vikings have let us all down surly brewing. The great thing about them. They'll never let you down. They are the best team in town. Yeah. I, I want to throw this out real quick, too, because, you know, it overall, the Vikings have had a largely fun season. And even though this has been a disaster game for the offense, overall, it's been fun to watch Kirk on the season complete six fourth quarter comebacks or whatever it's been. We had a group of Cousins Crusaders, as we coined them on the show here, reach out to us and say, hey, can we bring everyone together here, whether you're a Cousins Crusader or a Cousins hater for a good cause? Uh, this group is the Crazy Canadian Cousins Crusaders, by the way. They said, <laughs> let's all come together and donate to Kirk's charity at KirkCousins.org. And let's all let's all come together this time of year for, for a good cause. And we said, you know, that sounds good. So if you have it in your heart, even though you're probably living at the Vikings today, if you could go to KirkCousins.org and throw five bucks in the hat, 50 bucks, whatever you have in your heart, and uh, make sure you tell them that the Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily are the inspiration behind your generous heart. Uh, maybe that can make us feel a little bit better here on this on this Saturday. All right, Dex, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Purple Daily YouTube right. channel. I think Phil will like this guy. We got Yacht Rock Guy now joining us on Vikings Vent My Line. man. What's up, Phil? How are you, brother? You and I may need to uh, go tip a couple back at a Michael McDonald concert again sometime soon. Well, literally anything would be better than what we've just spent the afternoon doing. Um It'd be very easy to come on here and talk about little things. The jet sweep on third down, Ed Ingram stepping on feet, which seems impossible. Um, But I want to take a bigger look at this. This is the thousandth game the Vikings have played, right, as an organization, thousandth game. What a perfect amalgam of this this organization. For those of us who are old enough to have lived through 40-some, 60 years of this, this is what they do. And what this is reminding me of is 2003. 7-0 Seven and zero start. They get all this hype. We're talking about it, and they just continue to whittle themselves out of the playoffs until the last play. So I could very well see at the end of the Chicago game, Justin Fields rips off a seventy-yard touchdown run, and the Vikings are knocked out of the playoffs. And we just have to laugh about it, gentlemen. My question for Judd is this: I don't know how you cover this team from here on out because you can't cover them like a ten and four team. You have to cover them like they're a four and ten team almost, right? Like you can't expect them to win games you can't expect them to have positives so how do you approach this from here on out i'll leave it at that gentlemen and we'll Appreciate see you at the concert my there friend. he is 
Yacht right. Rock guy coming in hot from the, set, the late 70s, early 80s with some soft rock takes there. Love it. Al Such a long way to go. You're the cat. You're the cat is my absolute mm, Yacht that's Rock good. favorite. That's pretty you good. Pretty it's good. a great song. Um, well, first of all, I don't think you have to cover them like a four and ten team. I don't think that. I mean, today is awful, but they're not that bad. But I do think yes, you can't cover them. I mean, you have to cover them with a uh, with a, a cynicism built by the last two games, and probably more like a team that's won I don't know eight games or something like that. Because they're still not. It's this is a train wreck. They are not a train wreck status team. But yes, it does feel. I, I guess I would quibble a little bit with his comment. As a longtime Viking follower, yes, 2003 is is a fine comp, but today doesn't encapsulate this team because today is a Cleveland Brown type of loss, right? Like today is a you are being the Vikings usually don't get embarrassed; they break your heart. So I, I'll quibble a little bit with I don't think that this game encapsulates this franchise's history that well, but yes. Um, I think more importantly than how people are going to cover this team, you guys, is a much more key question. Internally, how are they going to react as a front office staff, a coaching staff, and players? I think that's the question. Because, I mean, can you now tomorrow and Monday go back to the drawing board again? Oh, you know, we're just going to go back to the drawing board. We're going to do this or that. Like, there's nothing you're putting on film today, aside from that Osborne catch probably, where you can be like, well, this worked out. Like, there were some good things on film. Um, KOC finds himself in the midst of his first, and I can now, I think, accurately use this word crisis. And so I think the question is this, how do you react and, and look, I mean, I think it's, I think you're going to have to make a drastic move and the drastic move is Ed. I mean, you're not going to bench Kirk. Kirk has done nothing, you know, he's not good today, but there's a, a ton of pressure. Um, I don't think that you can bench a bunch of defensive players. You can make some changes, but I think you have. So I think the question is, what do you do? And I think it comes down to Ed. I really do. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be the Colts kick the field goal, by the way. It's 36-7 to now. Um, I think, and I think there's room to say that today's loss wasn't all on Ed, but Ed, Ed and the defense didn't exactly show a lot of difference or improvement. So I'm kind of with you, and I, I hate, being pitchfork, you know, fire, fire. I don't like to be fire guy, but he is one of the worst defensive coordinators in Vikings history. Yes. He's not good at this either anymore or maybe, I don't know, maybe he's never been great at this. He wasn't good in Green Bay, dude. Because <laughs> he was bad in Green Bay. Anything under Fangio has to be taken with a giant block of salt, right? Because Fangio's the one running that thing. Yeah. So, but at, at this point, I don't. I just when I told this to Declan uh, before you jumped in here, as you were speeding over from US Bank Stadium, there's a great 20 minute YouTube takedown from Brett Coleman, who does in depth film reviews on on his YouTube channel. When you have YouTubers drinking co- cocktails, explaining eloquently why your defense is an absolute not train wreck because like the, the players are messing up. There's some of that train wreck in terms of how easy it is to decipher and how rigid it is and why you have Zadarius Smith lined up on a slot receiver, you know, in a game against Detroit, like, and just laughing at you and calling you an idiot. Dude, what, <laughs> you've been a coach for 30 years. Yep. It's not, it's not October here. It's December. So anyhow, who's next on Vikings vent line? All right, let's go to Remy from Boston. Hey, Remy. what's up guys? Can you hear me? Hey yep. Remy, we got you. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, long time listener, first time calling in. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess, you know, first things first, you know, I do love the podcast, especially being from Boston where people are tough on the sports teams. Um, I appreciate you guys kind of keeping it real with Kirk because uh, it's, uh, you know, this year it's been better, but, you know, I know it's kind of been underwhelming these past few years. Um, but really, I think all my uh, disappointment is with KOC today. Uh, I just felt like the team was totally unprepared. Um, and like, you're going to get our coach by Jeff Saturday, man. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but it was just, it's, it's awful. Uh, and Declan, I think you hit it too. When you said like, he overthinks these situations when it's like short to go, you know, like, I, I think, I'm not sure if it was last week, maybe against the lions or maybe like the game before that we had a couple like, um, you know, situations where it was like, you know, maybe like, you know, second, third and short, we line up in shotgun. And it's like, I just feel like he overthinks these situations so much. Um, and like the defense, the linebackers are another thing. Um, I feel like the decline of Eric Kendricks has been drastic. I feel like just a couple years ago, this guy was one of the best middle linebackers in the game. Um, and you know, I see like the best defenses in the league. They all have like these speedy linebackers. I was hopeful about Asamoa, but it doesn't seem like he's really done much this year. But I don't really know if coaching is a strong point on defense either. It's kind of tough, but um, I'm not optimistic about this game. But I will say if anybody doesn't know how to blow a lead, it's probably Matt Ryan. But uh, we'll <laughs> oh, you're, oh, you're still holding a little hope for today. I like it. <laughs> Not really. I just kind of want to bash Matt Ryan. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys having me on. All right, thank, thank you. you, man. Appreciate so, it. Remy in uh, in the so northeast there. Off his point, um, I, I've got a play that, that was uh, that was a consequential but small play early in this game as a fundamental problem with what they're doing with their personnel, and it's this one. So, Daniil Hunter, who I'm hearing more and more we're right. Not too pleased with his usage. Um, and so Daniil Hunter rushes off the edge. Okay. Which is fine. That's cool. We've all been asking for that. He rushes off the edge. Ryan, who's not great now, but is very, very smart. Uh, throws a quick screen pass. And the problem is Daniil is now upfield. Now it's up to the linebackers to now, I believe it was a running back that Ryan threw to. It's up to the linebackers to contain and make the tackle, but they can't because they're too slow. Mm -hmm. So there, so therein lies, and I'm not trying to defend Ed here, but therein lies the problem of the personnel not matching up. So I think why Hunter is probably not pressuring more. And if I'm him, I, I am pissed, but I think he's not pressuring more times because of that fear. But then I think it was on the touchdown pass that the Colts have, if I'm not mistaken. Hunter dropped back into coverage, but it looked like he had no idea what he was supposed to do. No. So he was a non-factor. So, I mean, it's things like that that are incredibly frustrating to watch because you're not marrying, forget marrying rush and coverage. Let's talk about taking your personnel and using it as best you possibly can. Yeah. Um. And, and look, you know what? If Jordan Hicks can't run, then he just shouldn't play. Like you have nothing invested. Kendricks, I get. I, I don't love it, but I get it. Um. First of all, I don't think he's totally cooked. He definitely has declined. He can but, still you know, sniff it out in the run game a little bit. And he's bit, been here yeah. a long time, and I sort of yeah. get the angst there, right? What do you owe Jordan Hicks? Nothing. Zero. If he but, can't run. But, but who? I think what we assume there is that there's someone waiting in the wings because we saw Brian Asamoah flash in two preseason games. Yep. But but Brian Asamoah, if he was ready to come in and just be, you know, a great you. starting linebacker, I think they would have made that change already. Yes. I don't know and that they have any. I think they're really thin at that position. I think they're just kind of screwed. 
They are indeed, but that's where, and I, I saw this, I think, once or twice, if I'm not mistaken, today. That's where you got to go. Metellus replaces Hicks, Kendricks. So basically, you go big dime. That's what I keep talking about. Metellus was great, and don't forget, Football. don't forget, against Detroit, <laughs> Metellus graded out well. So what I'm saying is, play three safeties. Yeah. It's untraditional, and you might not like that, but my God, you've got to do something to contain this. Hires all get. Hires all get. I would trust Judd at this point more than Ed Donatel. Yeah. I, I would. Let's keep it rolling here on Vikings Vent Line. The most, this is unprecedented. We started at halftime today because they were down 33 to nothing. Who we got here? We got Dennis. Dennis, what's up, man? What's up, Dennis? My guys, how are you guys? Well, okay. we're, uh, we're, we're angry. <laughs> we're lashing out, and we're ready to drink the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah same, same here too, man. Um, first time caller, long time listener. You're from Neuss, uh, Germany. Um, so w- what's up with the uh, starting field position? Um, the Vikings have been, like a couple of weeks ago, the Vikings have been like number, like in the top five of uh, of starting field position and, and opposing starting field position. And uh, stuff is terrible right now. Like from the from the uh, starting kickoff uh, return, like they have a 50-yard return and they have like started uh, every single drive in the first one and a half quarters or something in the Vikings, uh, in the Vikings half. The only, the only, the only drive they didn't was after Dalvin's fumble. Like, how does that happen? Yeah, it's well right, right away. And by the way, thanks for chiming in from Germany here. Good evening to you, and uh, hopefully you nice enjoy. Uh, a, 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 what, yeah, what do you guys? Is that a Vikings hat? What do you rock? That is here? a Vikings hat. Yeah, yeah, Love that's it. nice. I like that. Nice. Das boots for everyone tonight. Thank you for jumping on here, <laughs> uh, Dennis. Yeah, when you start the game and you allow them to just get to the 50 because of incompetent coverage, right? You kind of yeah. knew, oh, maybe they're maybe they're not awake yet. What's happening here? Can we talk about the fourth and one call? Not the pass, but by Wright, which, by the way, was, I think, the exact same play that worked against the Saints and Wright overshot um, the receiver this time. But let's talk about the fourth and one quickly uh, where, they were, where Cook was stopped, okay? Because I understand that you're down by... 17, if I'm not mistaken, at that point. And I get that there is is much more tolerance uh, and encouragement to go for it on fourth down now. But that being said, if this had been Fleck, we'd be all over that call. Fleck did this in a game at TCF Bank Stadium and got hammered for it. Got hammered for it because it was early. It was, and again, just like deciding to, to um, kick off and deferring when your defense has been bad, I know you're down by 17, and I know it's a clear second guess, and I get all that, okay? But you're, you're, I think it's your own 30, and you don't get it, and now you're putting your defense back on the field? I mean, I, I think that's at least worth a discussion. Yeah, I struggle with this because I think I would, I would be more likely to go for it in that spot if I actually trusted my defense because I think sometimes people mix it up. Like, Oh, yes. Agreed. If you trust your defense, you go for it in that situation. If you don't trust your defense, you should punt it so that a bad offense can convert a first down or two and stall out at midfield, maybe. Correct. So because I don't trust my defense, I'm punting in that spot. And I'm a big, like, go for it, be aggressive guy. I know. So you kind of, like, you kind of put – the game was kind of in the balance on that first fourth down in some ways, mm-hmm. which, okay, but are you, are you ready for that smoke? This better be your best play call here, right? And obviously it wasn't. It's also just hard when you have a backup center 
if you're going to run the ball, if you're going to. That's another. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've tried to they've tried to run things like they've got their starting line. Yeah. And they don't. And it's sort of weird. It's like, Kevin, you've got to adjust this a little bit because, yeah, go, going back to the uh, cook attempted pass that broke down completely. At some point in time, don't you have to say, OK, Bradbury might not be great, but he's playing pretty well. He's out. Ingram has gone back to train wreck status. I heard heard you guys when I joined talking about tripping Kirk. I think he's now tripped Kirk three times. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, at some point I think you have to adjust for there's some there's gonna be deficiencies here. So let's not attempt to highlight said deficiencies. Uh by the way, We're they coming. just scored again. Yeah. Thirty six to fourteen. I'm watching it. This is such crap. They are they now have a fourteen to three third quarter advantage here. One of the one of the big third quarter, I guess, uh deficits that they have forced on an opponent all year so we'll see yeah still yeah. third quarter That's still a good third point. quarter matt i asked Ryan for it didn't is, i matt Ryan's didn't i say late. you know what i never said <laughs> during the, during this week past week i didn't say do something in the first second and fourth all i asked for was a good third quarter and i got it so i'm very happy you got what you wanted all right let's keep it rolling here vikings <laughs> vent line purple daily youtube channel let's go to a coup from iowa hey guys how you doing today good what's going you? on man you guys are the best. You know, I listen to you guys every day, every Sunday, all the time. So I love all you guys. You guys are great. Thank you, man. I got to give me some of that surly, though. I got to get some of that today. I need a bucket of it today. This, uh, this is a train. I mean, I've listened to you guys all the time. My first time calling in. Um, this is the probably the softest team in the NFL right now. One of the softest teams in the NFL. Um, Ed Donatello needs to be fired. Um, if this was Zimmer, he would have been fired two weeks ago. Um, I understand KLC doesn't want to do that or he's not that type of guy, but you know what? Falling into the playoffs is not having to say, you don't have no confidence going into the playoffs. Nobody's scared of us. Nobody, not one team is scared of us. Um, I think we're, we, when you lose three blowout games like this, three in one year, I mean, even the Houston Texans don't even get beat this bad and they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. You know, I mean, this is on everybody. I think they came out uh, soft. Uh, the coaching staff needs to have a set of a players only meeting. They need to have a coaches only meeting um, and figure out what to do next because falling into the playoffs and falling into a two seed or falling into a division title, it's not the same. You don't have the same kind of, you know, happiness about it. You know, when do you, after the first blowout, you would think, okay, we need to fix things. After the Dallas Cowboy blowout at home, you, where do you come? Where do you, you would think this would never happen again, you know, in your locker room. The defense doesn't stop anything. Run, pass. They can throw anytime they want to. Um, when Kurt gets rattled, he's gets gets rattled. I, I know Justin Jefferson's our main target. And like people have said earlier, they need to draft another wide receiver. I love Alan Thielen. Um, I like KJ Osborne. But somehow the schemes are not getting where they're not getting open. Or Thielen, he's just at that age where he just can't break away no more from people. But just throwing to Justin Jefferson, being predictable. Uh, Cook, I love Cook, but I think they need to give Madison some more carries. Um, Hawkinson needs to be involved more into the game. But this was just a train wreck today. I mean, I know you guys you guys make it seem great as a Lutheran. You guys are the best at making it, things just tweak and turn around really good and make you think, oh, well, you know, they are right. But I just honestly think this is probably one of the softest teams in the NFL right now. And I, I don't know anything else they can do to change things at this time. I think they're going to be one and done in the playoffs, regardless of a home field advantage or not. Um, and right now I can see them, and I know it's four games left, but I can see them messing around 
and continue to keep losing because this is a blueprint. The Colts have not done anything all year. You got a coach they picked up off this couch, came in, was a laughing stock when he got the job, uh, everything else, and he comes into your home on a Saturday and blows you out. And I'm one of the guys, I, when, when he did the 49-yard return at the very beginning of the game, I knew it was over for us. I knew it was <laughs> right then. I just had a feeling. I was like, well, game's over. Because you can tell at the beginning of games when somebody has momentum. And mm-hmm. every t- our defense is I, it's like ridiculous. I can't wait to, to hear you guys tomorrow on Monday or on Monday and hear you guys talk about this the rest of the week because this is uh, one of the most embarrassing losses the whole season. I mean, three blowout games at home. We're a joke. Like, commentators, anybody that says anything else about us the rest of the, the year are right. They, Amazing they're... rant. This is great. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, get it off your chest. I love it. Great debut on Vikings Vetline, and I don't disagree. Like this, this team has a lot of finesse to it, and I think you could live with that. With you know, offensively, you could kind of live with. Yeah, they're a little bit. So it's an indoor team. You know, a little bit finesse. Five wide, spread them out. But when the defense is also finesse, playing off coverage, ninety percent, ninety percent zone, largely playing off coverage. They don't get pressure. It's like you, you can't have kind of a finesse indoor offense and a soft defense. And uh, they kind of got away with it for a while there, and now the wheels are, are coming off. So let's keep it rolling here. We're 50 minutes into an unprecedented in-game Vikings vent line. Who's next? All right, let's go to here's work here. Adam and his nice Christmas setup here. Oh, oh thanks. Man. Christmas has exploded in Adam's house. Apparently. Oh, you probably got early there too. That looks. Like oh, you know I do. You know I do. Uh, first of all, Declan, you do your steaks right, man. Thank you, sir. That baby red as heck, right mm-hmm. off the cow. Um, you guys stole a little bit of my thunder earlier, like the with the fourth and one, with the backup center, and we run right up the middle. Like that's just you, you got to know your uh, personnel, and then on the. We run a jet sweep with CJ Ham on a third and short. It's like yeah. that's yep. that was a little that. little bit of bad taste in my mouth. I don't mind the fake punt because who the hell would run a fake punt after giving it up in your own territory again? So I didn't hate it, they just execute it. But I don't know if I in any other sport there's more stubborn SOBs than coordinators in football. They always force their players into their schemes, not scheme around the players they have. I mean he could Don tell for always has said all year. Well, the players were just in the wrong spot. Maybe they can't get to that spot. Hicks can't get to that spot. Huh? Kendrick can't get to that spot anymore. So adjust your scheme to their strengths. I, th- you know, I, both of those two have strengths. You just need to adjust it. I love the idea of bringing the big safety in. I mean, you know, adjust it that way. Cause that way you don't have, I mean, today Kendricks was burned on a third down, chasing down a wide receiver. Like, when has that ever worked? Unless you have a lot of pressure up the middle. Like, Zim would do that during his double-A gap. You might get a uh, linebacker on a wide receiver, but it was five yards down the field, and the ball would have to be out immediately. So it's just – it was just like going back to Chile, kick-ass offense. No, it wasn't. You know, you got to adjust your offense, and you know I think KOC is doing that, and he's getting a little too cute. But it's first year for him. I, I'm not going to hate on him for that, but I think, um, man, we find oh something you guys can look up. I think we've only given up one touchdown. What is the most points ever given up with the least one? Yeah, of one defensive touchdown allowed because the other was there was yeah. a pick six and uh, and a bunch of field goals. 
right? Or did the yeah? Because the Colts have yep. kicked like five yeah. field goals today, right? One mm-hmm. offensive touchdown. I'd like to know the most points ever scored with the least one. amount of offensive touchdown. <laughs> that is amazing, a, man. That is. So thank you guys. Hope you guys yeah. have a great holiday. Because I probably won't talk to you next week. Because if I call in on Christmas Eve, um, I will need a good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> well. Good you're welcome to to ride the edge on Christmas Eve if you would like. Uh, Live dangerous. We, we know you're having a great Christmas already, just based on on your festive. Live dangerously, man. Slam, slam surly and call us and let the chips fall where they may. Yep. Um. So a few things off this. To his point, I thought the most telltale and disturbing thing of all the disturbing things that Donatel said at his press conference last week or this week was this one: Daniel Hunter is still adjusting. He's a veteran player. There are four games, or there were four games left at that time. And you're telling me now, at the start of the year, he said he will adjust. That's fine. But you're telling me with four games left, like he's talking about it's going to click eventually. No, no, no. It's your job by this point to have them put in positions to succeed. Yeah, he was perfectly fine and not broken, um, bar, you know, aside from injury, before right. you came along with your scheme. So The other thing I'd like to just rant briefly about is we're about to start the fourth quarter it's it's 36 14 right okay i'm fourth just holding quarter. up that's fourth quarter yeah fourth quarter, fourth quarter right well, that's here. fourth down you're holding up fourth down i'm holding up fourth quarter all right here's my rant daniel hunter and zadarius smith are still playing right now harrison smith is still playing well the vikings are driving and just the vikings what, are driving right what are what the last defensive series those guys were on the field what are we doing here get well, them they're, they're, on the sideline dri- they're driving they're yeah. They're looking to cut this to a two touchdown game, hopefully, within you know. You and know once what? they do complete this historic comeback, we will flip to a different edition of Vikings Vent Line. I was gonna say what the most with a different headline than we get have them, on the current one. Get them off <laughs> the field. Get them off rest these guys. Allow them I mean, Daniel Hunter, it was on the injury report with a neck. The Darius Smith clearly has a knee that's been a problem. I'm sorry, this game is done. Rest your defensive players. Okay, if they score and they cut this thing to uh to let's say they score here in the next two minutes of game time. Okay, and it's a two touchdown game with thirteen minutes to go. Yeah, you, you giving them any chance, Judd? Any chance at all? Matt Ryan cooked. You know what? Um, you know what? No, I'm not. And here's no, why. I just want. I just want. I'm, I'm sitting them. And you, know what I'm saying? You, you guys, not nobody on this, no starter on this team truly deserves to stay to stay in. This whole game has been such a debacle, and I love this. I love these late comebacks. You were down by 30, what, 33 rip at halftime. I can't get past this one. No, it's a, it's it's a train wreck. All right, let's, let, let's keep it rolling here on Vikings Metline, Purple Kirk. Daily YouTube. Judd's, like, just talking to himself. Just yeah. Here comes Kirk. Oh, I, I looked up at the plate at Jefferson. What's up, guys? How you doing? What's, What's going on, man? This game makes me want Mike Zimmer back. Honestly, wow. This, are we are we sure wow, KOC is a good coach, or is he just getting lucky? This is the same stuff that happened last year, only it went in the opposite direction. This year, he's getting some breaks. I don't think he's a good coach, to be honest. He needs to get rid of Donatel. This defense is like just the middle of the field is wide open. Every every play, every game, it's just disgusting to watch. My man Kirk is trying to do like the Broncos game a couple years ago and bring us back, but I don't think he's a good play caller. I don't think he has a fire. Like, there's no fire in this team. Like, that first after the the interview after the first quarter, he's just like, 
yeah, we got to get it together. Da, da, da. Like light a fire, like yell at somebody. Like what, like, what do we got to do to like, nobody has any passion out there. They don't look like they want to play. Judd, I know you don't like Duke Shelley, but he's the only one that looks like he wants to play out there. That's it. Duke Shelley and Harrison Smith are the only two that looks like they want to play. Not even Cook. Not like Thielen. Like Kirk, there's other players besides Justin Jefferson, man. Like you can throw the ball to Adam Thielen. Yeah, he's not the greatest that he was. But, man, he's just trying to force it into J.J., especially that first half, man. T.J. Hawkinson forgot how to run. He's just yeah, tripping over weird. himself on a third down. That like, was weird. You're Uh-oh. like, what? Like, Uh-oh. come on. Uh-oh. Hey. Oh, they just scored another touchdown. Hey, yo, it's this is going to be Bron- Broncos, to Broncos 2020 all over again. But, guys, <laughs> you're the best. I'm here in Delaware. Uh, if they lose, man, I need a case of Surly out here to black out after this game. But, <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> we can't find it out here, but I'm going to need to black out. But, hey, guys, yo, Skull. We need this Vikings dub to come back and uh, appreciate all the content, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, man. Appreciate you you coming on here. All right, as we as we wait, so it looks like they went for the extra point. They so did. they're they're not chasing points yet. They're down thirty-six right to twenty-one. Yep. With just under thirteen minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Okay. Yep. So um we'll see. We'll monitor. We're gonna continue to treat this like the train wreck that it is while monitoring mm-hmm. what's happening here as the Vikings are putting more touchdowns on the board. A shout-out to our friends, by the way, at Park Tavern, the official sports bar of the sports dad himself, Judd Zolgad. If you guys have ideas for group gatherings, holiday gatherings, fantasy football, Park Tavern is the place for group gatherings. Also open 365 days a year, which means a week from today, Christmas Eve. You know, most places close, right? Park Tavern doesn't. Huge bar and bowling as well. So, to Phil's point, a group there. Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. You get the idea. Park Tavern is there for you. And don't, don't forget, too, that uh, while this card says uh, Black Friday special offer for Score North listeners and Ventline, uh, if you buy a $100 gift card, you still get a $50 bonus gift card. Now, it's 25 bucks unless you go in and say, I want the Black Friday special offer, and I heard about you on Score North. And then you get a $50 Bonus gift card, uh, Park Tavern, parktavern.net to book your group or 952-929-6810. Stop in and see our friends uh, Cheryl and Phil. They will be happy to help you out and make your life as easy as possible. Parktavern.net. I'll see you there and I'll be sipping on a surly. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because baby, there's no time like the present especially when it's Pad Thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, Pad Thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply.